0: The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagon Halls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can! With Heather Wagon Hall's and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio.
1: This part of Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, was sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks so much for stopping by. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I'm flanked by the maestro of moolah. Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's episode with the following great features. So, first off,
0: Miguel. Oh, the key is uh, key four. Knowledge is knowledge is power. There we go. Not knowing is powerful. It's been a long night. <laughs> Give it another year.
1: <laughs> uh, we also have a specialized moolah word of the day. Yeah. And uh, this week's key is uh, knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. We're going to talk about our 3-5 financial strategy that actually comes out of this key. Um, but what's so amazing is so much of us get overwhelmed. We think we know what we're supposed to be doing with money and we do that. But what really happens is, if the things that we don't know are the things that are actually more detrimental to us. Yeah. Ignorance is not bliss. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is superfluous without application, and that's the whole point of all of these keys. That's my favorite. So once we know, now we have to apply. And so we're going to learn what that process is in today's show because it'll explain the this, this strategy a little bit more effectively as we learn how to deploy our biology-based money management. Mm-hmm. So. So that'll be exciting for this week's key. This week's topic is, uh, for our Unlock Your Wealth radio show is pretty exciting. Oh, prenups. Yes, yeah, celebrity prenups. We featured an article a week uh, a week and a half ago on the website about celebrities who wish they would have had prenups. Mm. And what you can do and why prenups are good for anybody, not just celebrities or people with uh, uh, big amounts of money or deep pockets now. Because you never know what life may store. What about that rich uncle you didn't know you had? Yeah. And now DNA testing says, hey, guess what? You're a millionaire. Wow. And uh, so now there's an imbalance in power and how does that happen and what do I do with money once I'm married to somebody else or I'm planning on getting married? You know, um, how do we deal with blended families? Those are all such really great questions. So if you want to learn all about that, visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com and catch this week's show because it's really a good one. Cool. So that'll be exciting. So uh, moving right along. Moolah. Moolah word. Moolah word of the day. We always like moolah. And moolah words help us to understand our moolah better. And this has to do with uh, an investment house, a type of investment house specifically. And it is a boutique. So you might have heard of boutique firms. And I'm not talking about like... St. John's or Ferragamo, <laughs> Cause, uh, or Louis Vuitton. We're yeah. not talking about a fashion boutique, but specifically an investment boutique. And an investment boutique is a brokerage that concentrates on a specific small market niche. So perhaps a boutique investment firm may specialize in high net worth individuals who only like bonds, or maybe they specialize in a particular market sector, like they only deal in tech stocks, Mm -hmm. or they only deal in medical stocks, you know. yeah, Well, yeah, but but a special, like a niche, uh, a specific type.
0: Precious metals would be more of a...
1: Right. So, so any type of category or classification that somebody can specialize in if a boutique firm may be out there that that's all they do, you know, and it makes me think about, uh, you know, you have these statements of, jack of all trades master of none right. people trying to please all the people all the time so these are things that aren't really conquerable or if it does you're mediocre at best and i think of the um uh oh my gosh the name just escaped me uh, and, and 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 it's because i'm hungry that i'm even thinking about them but there's uh that restaurant that does only chicken strips
0: oh uh, Raising Cane's.
1: There you go. So that's all they do. So it's chicken, it's coleslaw, it's fries, yeah. and a drink. That's it. And that's all they do. And there's always a line. You have to go there like after lunch hours, yeah. like at one thirty, two o'clock, yep. or like at four thirty before the, like the dinner rush gets on, or right before they close, <laughs> because they're always mm. packed.
0: I mean, Chick Fil A does sort of is just chicken.
1: Well, but Chick Fil A has other things, though. That they, they don't just have chicken, and they have it like eight million ways. Literally, like you get like at 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 Raising Canes, you get four pieces or six or a meal, like that has a bunch no. of pieces. I
0: mean, that's a real that's a real small menu, no question about it. So, so,
1: so they're a boutique. They're a yeah. Chicken Finger boutique, yeah, if you will. <laughs> and that's all they do. That's it. You want something else? Not yeah. going to happen. And, and so that's what we need to think of these boutique investment houses. They just focus on one area, and that's it. You want something else? Sorry, you got to go somewhere yep. else. Because yep. that's not our specialty, and so we don't dilute our effectiveness. There's a reason oh, why. Yeah. A- you don't want to dilute the effectiveness in that, mm-hmm. and so that's why they do that. Uh-huh. So moving right along as we are chewing our toenails, De Niro the Prosperity Poochie is— yeah. Having a good time in his manicure, you know what's really interesting is uh, because um, they are trying to they are trying to uh, classify in the DSM, which is the diagnosis manual for um, psychological disorders, nail biting is an OCD thing, but it's really not. But what's interesting, there was just this study, and I just I don't even know why I'm sharing this. Probably because well, he's chewing. Well, but,
0: I bite my nails too.
1: But but it's not just considered a nervous habit or or. I believe that, or a compulsion, people can actually derive pleasure or satisfaction, yeah, out of chewing nails, yeah, which is a really interesting thing. I never thought of it it's like that. Kind of disgusting. It's <laughs> well, yeah, considering that when they, you know, cull cadaver DNA and information from people's yeah. fingernails, it can go back three months. Yeah, I mean, it's just makes it's you want to throw up. I mean, that's why I constantly I'm brushing. Yeah. You know, I got the soap, and I'm like.
0: Yeah, well, you're a germaphobe. I
1: am. I am a cootie freak. Uh, I I have been accused of being that in the past. And I, I, you know, I would, accurately
0: described I was definitely brought up by the 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 Irish Americans that thought you had to eat a pound of dirt before you died. <laughs> that was the that was sort of the Irish, you know. Seriously. Yeah. Like oh.
1: physically a pound, or just to have dirty food?
0: Well, it was just no. It was the the you know that that concept was was a laissez faire way of bringing up children. Eh, you got it. You're going to eat a pound of dirt before you die anyway. Don't worry about it. You know the the kids out in the mud piles. You know. Okay. You know.
1: Because I was going to say I, I I can't do that three second rule if it if it thinks about hitting the ground I'm probably throwing no, it away. The, the three second
0: rule is fine with me.
1: Yeah, no. But I was not after up. I watched this thing about shoes and, and <laughs> fungus. This thing I, 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 you know, Carrie, our ops chickie posted this thing about foot,
0: foot feet fungus and wow.
1: this is really and getting and gross bathroom now. and yeah that has nothing to do with money management. <laughs> other than you can spend a lot of money trying to get rid of cooties. Yeah,
0: well, other than that, you know. The foot fungus thing—I'm not going to get into it too deeply—but there's a product called Jublia, which cures this god-awful fungus. And you know how much the pharmacy—you know how much the company wants for a bottle of this crap? Couple hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred. Are you serious? Fifteen hundred bucks. If you don't have, ins- and I think you know, insurance—I'm not sure—covers that kind of drug because it's a vanity drug. That's insanity. Fifteen hundred bucks.
1: Okay, I digress. So let's talk about this week's key, shall we?
0: Get <laughs> Fung, away. Fungus is powerful. Not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Knowledge is powerful. Not knowing is powerful.
1: Yes. So uh, this has to do with dealing with ignorance bliss, and the, that comment, you know, about be, ignorance being bliss. We cannot address an area of concern financially if we are unaware that it exists or that we should be addressing it. I mean, that's how this key started, that it all evolved from that concept of ignorance is not bliss. And you cannot address something that you don't know about. This goes back to our first key about acknowledgement, you know, and uh, acceptance. You know, you can't move to correct something until you recognize that it's there. If you want to acknowledge something exists, how can you possibly move to correct it? If you don't acknowledge... That you have bad credit, or lack of insurance, or no strategic financial plan, and and you don't accept that it's there, or you don't acknowledge that it's missing, or you don't even you're not even aware that it should be there and it's missing. You you've got gaps, you've got vulnerabilities. Yeah, and it's better to plug the holes in the bucket now while the bucket's empty. Then all of a sudden, when you put some water in it. And then it flows out the holes. Yeah. And when I say water in the bucket, I'm talking about your dollars. Yeah. And because you have you know, this bucket that you call your financial plan, and it's got so many holes because you didn't even know you needed a bucket. Or that you had a bucket, you had a sieve, <laughs> if you will. Like when you built sandcastles as a kid and you had yeah. the bucket and the sieve and your shuffle.
0: You call it a sieve. What do you call it? A sieve. A sieve? Interesting.
1: I don't know. what. I- I don't know. No, no,
0: I think it's, it's it's East Coast versus West Coast. It's gotta
1: there you be. go. It's got to be. Yeah. A sieve. It's a sieve.
0: We called it a sieve back east. Yeah.
1: I before E except after C in a it's, neighboring it's, way. It's
0: spelled I E or is it E I?
1: E I E I O. I don't know now. Now I'm all screwed. Come on, you're the spelling queen. I know, but now I'm thinking about it too hard. (laughs) If you just would have asked me spell sieve or sieve, I would have spelt it for you. But now that we're thinking about it, like it's you know top of mind, it's not working. So I have to circle back with that. But regardless, uh, so so let's address on today's show exactly what that is. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you. Thank you for stopping by. We hope you receive a tremendous amount of value. And today's show should be action-packed in the value sense. And uh, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy That is a baker's dozen of these financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, it also gives you the specific techniques you need to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one week at a time, one key at a time here at Keys to Riches Radio. (laughs) And this segment is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Keys to Riches radio listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So... In an effort to address these areas of inconsistency, these uh, gaps in our knowledge with regard to our financial um, uh, freedom, I have come up with these. It initially was the knowledge checklist, but now it has evolved to what we do with our financial strategy. So when we think about what is the simplest way to describe our biology-based approach to money management? We answer three questions and we address five areas of concern. And this is where our 3-5 financial strategy lives within this knowledge is power and not knowing is powerful key because armed with this information, you can become financially free if you choose to apply what you learn. So the keys, in its philosophy, answer or ask three questions that you answer. They are, where am I?
0: Got that right. Where Where am am I going? going? And? What's the difference?
1: Thank you. You answer these three questions on a consistent basis. You will have all of the resources you need to make effective financial decisions.
0: It's so simple.
1: I know, isn't it? Gee. I mean, and, and I think and I listen to these other people and they get into like, you know, all of these ratios and explanations and stuff. And it's like, no, people can't, especially if people are scared of money, if they have conditioned beliefs, they have hand-me-down beliefs, advertised beliefs that go in contradiction with investing a whole lot of time trying to figure out their finances yeah. um, or they're fearful, they, they're not going to do it. No. That's man. the reality. The more sophisticated something is, the less likely somebody is to do it. The only people that like sophistication are engineers. (laughs) <laughs> whose whole life is deliberately to com- complicate things. <laughs> I've got a great story for Some that. Well, truth too. to that, I guess. Well, I, you know, so I have this electrical engineer that lived across the street from me. Uh-huh. And uh, and he was great because he was from India. And so he would just, cu- like, he, he one of his passions was cooking. And I, I was in the garage, and I had taken out all these incandescent lights, and I was hanging these fluorescent lights because it was so hard to work on the car. Like, I just couldn't see it. And I'm like, you know, commercial repair facilities have fluorescent lighting. Why don't I have fluorescent lighting? This is stupid.
0: Yeah, you got it. Right? Like working on a car, yeah.
1: So I was like, Well, I'm just gonna wire this and put it in. And he was watching me one day and he's like, What are you doing up there? And I'm like, Well, I you know, I can't see when I work on my cars. This is in the center, and that's like where the door is. Like it, I can't see under the hood because the hood's covering all of the light. So I'm putting, you know, so I strategically placed these fluorescent lights at the front and the back. So if I'm working on the front or the back end of the car, I have the light. Yeah. In the middle, it doesn't matter. I don't need to light the roof. And he's like, "Wow, that was pretty smart." And I was like, "Thanks." And so you know, I ran the light, you know, and then like uh, a couple of weeks later, you know, he says, so "You know about lights? What do you know about ceiling fans?" And I said, "I put them all in in my house." And he's like, "Great, can you come over and, and, and help me?" And he's like, "I can't figure out why this isn't working." And I go over there, and I'm like, "And I'm like, what do you do exactly for a living?" And he's like, "I'm an electrical engineer." I'm like, "So you design these things, but you don't know how to put them in?" Wow. <laughs> And he's like, pretty much, because <laughs> he had his wires crossed. Yeah, and that's all it was. Well, it's, is is he he hooked up his ground?
0: I, could, I couldn't have gotten that far. His,
1: yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> with the, I said, this red wire goes with that red wire. And he's like, oh, I thought red black red black. And I'm like, no, red red black black. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, and he had the ground like, and I'm like, you're like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Short things out yeah, here.
0: Because when you when you jump start a car, it's red, red, black, black. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but apparently he probably hadn't done that either because yeah. he wouldn't think he's like you work on your cars. Cool. <laughs> like I had five heads, and I'm like, and I don't know if it's because I was a girl or just the fact that I lived in the fairly decent economic neighborhood I lived in, and I yeah. was actually spending time to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I like it. All the cute boys were in auto shop. That's why I took auto shop. <laughs> Uh, So my thought is, those who can do, those who can't design. Yeah, there you go. And he thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So let's talk about these three questions. So we started asking them, actually. So with our uh, acceptance and affirmation key, we began the process. And uh, by identifying that we need to do something with our finances— we started answering the first question. We'll complete answering it on the seventh key. But right now, we're currently answering uh, where am I with key two because we're in the process of saving our receipts. If you've been with us this se- this whole season, you know exactly what we're up to. So we-, we started figuring out where we are because it's really hard to plan a trip and select a destination if you don't know where you're starting from. Right. And then we started, we've asked the second question last week with our dreams with deadlines key, where am I going? Okay, so we have a target to aim at. Mm -hmm. And so what's the difference comes up in a few different keys. We'll learn that in break the budget, and we'll also learn that in practicing the three R's, which is our review, revise, and recommit key. And that's the key that really... Is the glue that keeps everything together and why this? There's never one financial plan that we come up with. It's always not necessarily a hard, concrete plan, it's a process plan. So it's something that is subject to change as things and information move forward. So now that we've asked those three questions, we can address our five areas of concern. And these five areas of concern affect our financial lives in innumerable ways. And at some point, we need to address each and every one of them. And let's lay them out in in an overview. So our first is income and expenses, all right? And so that's our first area of concern. What's coming in? What's going out? Our what's the difference Mm -hmm. question will track which number gets larger and which number gets smaller. And it should be that the income gets larger and the expenses get smaller. Just to simplify it. Yeah,
0: just a, just a heads up. Uh,
1: make more, spend less. Yeah. Save more, spend less. Yeah. Both of those things need to be occurring. Make and save more, spend less. Uh, and as our income increases, so should our investments. But we'll get to that in a moment. We have to deal with income and expenses. This is also where we deal with debt elimination strategies. And I'm not talking, a lot of people talk debt reduction, but I'm talking debt elimination. And the only debt that I'm referring to is unproductive debt. There's two types of debt. There's productive debt, that's debt that we take on that generates us income. Right. And there's unproductive debt that uh, we actually waste money on because we're acquiring stuff that we cannot afford.
0: And then we're paying interest on it.
1: Right. And if we cannot afford to pay cash for it, if we must finance it, because the arbitrage is not there, and we'll, we can talk about that in a later show, but if, if, if we're buying stuff on credit that we don't pay off at the end of the month, Where we're just using credit as OPM, other people's money, um, as a way to track our finances or a way to make a stretch the most out of our paycheck uh, uh, or maximize our investments. If we're paying interest on stuff, and I say it that way because it's sort of a blend of a swear word and the word stuff, (laughs) stuff that we don't need and clearly should not have if we're making payments on it. Okay. Bottom line. Uh, and so we're going to eliminate that debt. We're never going to have that kind of frivolous debt ever again. Cars are frivolous debt. It's a depreciating asset. We should never be financing those cars, credit cards, crap. You know, when, when I used to do mortgages, I used to put people on a spending freeze and I was like, no curtains, no couches, no counters, no crap. Because that's what people start doing. They get approved for their mortgage and they think it's all downhill, yeah. right? And so they go and apply for all of this, you know, and they start buying furniture and stuff like that. And it's like 12 months, no interest, but that affects your ability to pay your mortgage. And by golly, that mortgage lender is going to pull an at-closing credit app. And if he sees all of these new things, your affordability ratio just changed. And yeah. you might have aced yourself out of affording that home. Yeah. And now you owe all this money on crap. And you have nowhere to put it because you lost your mortgage and you lost that ho- housing transaction hmm. wow. because of your own stupidity. And it happens. So this is where we learn how to do all of this stuff in our income and expenses category. Then we have our protections category. And this is important because a lot of people look at protections as a waste, But we need to think about it in different – if we just reframe how we look at protections, it can make all of the difference in how we go about deploying them. And when I say protections, what we are doing is we are insuring for our success by insuring our success. And so the way we do that, I'm using both forms of the word insure by ensure and not like the drink product. (laughs) We are insuring, meaning foregone conclusion for our financial freedom, our success by insuring with the in ensuring success as in a specific form of protection. We discount the value of insurance. We think it's a waste of money, but having health insurance and by relegating that responsibility to our federal government, um, we've kind of screwed ourselves. Instead of buying widescreen TVs on credits and making minimum payments, we should have been paying for health insurance because when you get sick, you can't earn money. And if you can't earn money, you can't achieve financial freedom. Right. Because part of achieving financial freedom is the accumulation of cashola. <laughs> and so if you can't go to work because you're ill... Or because you can't afford some sort of a surgery and so you're kind of uh, meandering through life, uh, ambling through, um, unable to be at your peak physical capability. You certainly aren't going to be at your peak intellectual capabilities and that's to be able to make financial decisions effectively. And if you are in pain, you are not physically able to access that logic reasonable third brain. In our three amigos. Logic Larry cannot come out to play if the elevator won't go up there because you're stuck in so much yeah. physical and emotional pain that you're not going to get there. Right. So this is where we ensure our success. So things like car insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, key man insurance. If you're in business with somebody that brings a lot of intellectual capital to the game and your business would not function without them there. Okay, these are all important considerations to make. Uh, it, life insurance, if you have, if you were have an insurable interest, if you own assets, you own or owe obligations, and you have a family to provide for, then you should probably do that because we have no control over other people mm-hmm. in that sense. If somebody wants to get tanked and drink uh, a boatload of vodka and get in their car and drive down the road, and not see the red light and take you out, so be it. It's out of your control. You can plan for yeah. everything but that. Yep. And so what we need to do is use that as our impotence, impetus to protect our family regardless of whether we're physically there or not. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and so protections is important. If we look at it like this, it allows us to have millionaire deep pockets without having to have millionaire deep pockets. So we're renting millionaire status By using insurance. Mm -hmm. And that's a great thing. That's a great place to be. Uh, The next three categories are sort of all tied together. You have asset accumulation, asset multiplication, and then asset preservation. Asset accumulation is just as it sounds. That's the actual process of saving. And we want to have a tiered savings plan. So we want to be able to save for our emergency fund, our quality of life saving, and have money to invest to accelerate our wealth accumulation. And then we move to asset multiplication. And that's where we take these tiered savings that we've identified that we need to have and put them in the appropriate investment vehicles, slow, medium, and fast, in order to get us to financial freedom. And then finally, we want asset preservation. And this accomplishes two things. First, it helps mitigate our taxes by sheltering our income or as much of it as we can. So it's about employing tax strategies as well as um, uh, preserving and protecting our legacy. And this is about estate planning. And this is about what we want to have happen and what legacies we want to create. Do we want to give our money to our kids or do they have enough or do you want to make them work for it and you want to give all your money to a charity? Maybe you don't have kids, but you still have a legacy. Maybe you have intellectual property, things like that you got to pass along. So these are the things that we have to take into consideration as we make plans for our finances. So it's not just about what's going in and, and and or what's coming in and what's going out and what the difference is. So there's more to it because we have to address other areas to be truly financially free. And so that's where we've got a strategy We have three questions and then five areas of concern that we address. And if you take and balance these three questions on these five areas of concern, you have fully addressed your finances and you are on the path to achieving financial freedom. And independent, and that's what's so critical. So, for the resources uh, with regard to this week's key, our key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit our website at keystoriches.com. And for other great resources, visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagenhalls. Now, go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagenhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation unlockyourwealthradio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved for more information on the keys to riches financial wellness series please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com